what to say about my next guest here on the Macaulay Project podcast, Jeremy Legui. I have known Jeremy for who 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I don't know how many years now. Uh, we went to university together, started off by uh, making some school projects, uh, student films together, and uh, he uh, always had super funny ideas, and I always wanted to be involved and do stupid things like that. Uh, he's very into... Uh, making things in all sorts of ways, and whether it's printmaking or films or basically anything creative whatsoever. Uh, so this is a great conversation about making things and art and everything in general like that. Um, it's really funny, great talk, and we ended up just getting lost in it and going for a while. This is the longest episode yet. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, I had a blast uh, so here's me with my good friend, Jeremy Legui. Well, let's get this uh, intro bit going. Yeah. but seriously though it was it was garbage Mm -hmm. yeah no i like i i refused to watch it i tried to give the algorithm like i just like clicked it for five ten seconds stopped watching and then hit thumbs down yeah uh matt's episode the very first episode of this podcast (laughs) is the biggest waste of time and energy Mm -hmm. And I, I can only aspire to be the second biggest waste of time and energy. <laughs> well, I was messaging Matt earlier, and I said, I'm I'm recording with Jeremy tonight. So now you have some competition. Competition. You just got to beat his 24 downloads, and you will. 24. Yeah, yeah he's mm. got 24 downloads on, like, podcast streaming stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, 61 views currently on YouTube. Man, it's all going to be in that thumbnail, Steve. I know, yeah, got to give me a good picture for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I haven't really been doing, like, thumbnails for the YouTube channel so much. Uh, Just the, like, I use whatever they have there. But I've been doing, like, photos, like, promo photos, which I think have been coming up pretty good on the No, I think they look look classy. It's it's, It's like a formal announcement. (laughs) <laughs> like like it but it is it's like yeah it is it really you know it's like oh sh- oh can i swear yeah oh yeah shit yeah, okay shit, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit fuck yeah <laughs> steve's got a new, another episode of the podcast out <laughs> uh it's true it's kind of I, I kind of like treat it like um a concert poster you know yeah. like i I'm, i remember making those for shows and it would mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah. Or you get to find somebody new to make it. And, you know, you get all sorts of weird stuff. Like doing local music show posters is the coolest thing. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> and there's something like really pure about like postering. Right. Like it is just like a one to one. Like, you know that this isn't going to go. This poster isn't going to go super far. Right. And like because of that, you know, like, OK, I'm going to make 25 of these gonna get some glitter 
you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like, exactly. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's, let's bust out the glitter. We're yeah. talking gold and silver. Yeah, maybe even a bright pink. Mm-hmm. You you know what? Uh, <laughs> as a as a father of one who glitters, there is there is a there's a thing that happens where you can see if someone like glitters stuff. Yeah, and and that is is that as you do it, you slowly build up this palimpsest of the discarded glitter that like kind of is an indication of what you're into glitter wise. Like, like, like the child's is very pink and like purple and there's other stuff in there, but it's the discarded glitter, which you can use again, right? Like it's like a, a mole, if you will, but (laughs) just using so many words, I don't understand like (laughs) glitter and use, (laughs) but, uh, it's like your glitter profile, right? Right. Slowly build it up and it never kind of goes away. Right? Like you're always adding to it a little bit more. Anyway. That makes sense. That's the sign of a glitterer. Like you see It's a custom... very specific medium. Like you have to be a certain type of psychopath to use glitter <laughs> as a medium. It's true. It's the worst. <laughs> it's literally, if I could get it all out of my house, I would. In an uh, you'll have to burn that house down. There's no it's, way. It's, it's it embedded. I Like I'm going to have <laughs> some sort of medical procedure and they're going to open up that vein or artery or sho- shove the camera up there. And it's going to be like twilight inside. Whoever invented glitter, I hope, is rotting in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their own personal one for sure, at the yeah. very least. Yeah, they must so. have been like, oh, look how shiny this is. And then three seconds later, regret everything <laughs> that led up to that moment. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? The FBI walks in and shoots him in the back of the head. <laughs> it's the, the first it's worse bit than of the nuclear bomb. The first bit of glitter is like housed by the smallpox in that base in the U.S. <laughs> deep underground. Yeah. Because it's too fine. It's so yeah. fine. You know what? The thing about this, I'm surprised they don't use it as a weapon. Like it would be like a non-fatal weapon that would just be so annoying people would give up mm-hmm. it's like it's it's like weaponized pocket sand honestly right if you just like had a big old bomber jet fly over and it opens up its cargo bay and it's just glitter over your capital city you would surrender immediately you'd that's be li- like that's literally horrifying Stephen. <laughs> that, is, that is you would ruin the lives of hundreds of thousands of people more like yeah sure a nuclear bomb happens you get vaporized you're done you don't mm-hmm. even notice it yeah you get that like 40 pounds of glitter on your home you it's there forever there's a new jihad <laughs> <laughs> you like you would have to like a like adapt your life to that right like just think of like the drainage problems like you like just that alone it's bio warfare that's what it is glitter is bio warfare i'm saying it here right now on this podcast for everyone to hear after after the glitter bomb (laughs) drops and you have your first fresh cooked bowl of rice (laughs) and you look into it and it's just evenly dispersed not (laughs) unlike the spice and dune and you just have yeah you just eat it because it's not gonna like kill you it's just it's just annoying (laughs) It's going to bedazzle your just, life for the yeah, rest of time. It's going to bedazzle your colon for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, but speaking of posters, I was going to ask mm-hmm. you about printmaking. If you're still do. doing any printmaking, I I haven't been printmaking for quite some time. I did like I did a lot of it in school, mm-hmm. and I really liked it, and I really got into it. And then uh, I started working at a job. <laughs> yeah, that happens. And yeah, and uh, you do the thing where like all the skills transfer over, and like people find out you can make posters, and right. like in where I was working is like branded posters, right? Like, we, yeah. like that's a, a a need for people. And then after a while, like it's. It's not that I hated it, but it did become less fun. And yeah. I usually wouldn't have enough time to like fully develop a thing or like engage with whatever group I was working with. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of became a thing of like, okay, here's the logo on the the template. And I'll just drag the same thing in. But like, you know, it's in a sure, way it's like a, sure. just efficient where you're like outputting things with the same style for ease but they're a cohesive thing and then whatever science talk is right right right, you know promoted um but i haven't like hmm. you think there's even a place for it anymore (laughs) oh yeah no please yeah of course um there's (laughs) where do where do you see it mostly like printmaking or yeah yeah printmaking like like as for somebody who is an artist, I mm-hmm. am struggling right now to think of things other than like if I were at the mall or something and I might see something, but I can't think of like mm-hmm. like a common place where it'd be like, oh yeah, of course you'd need printmakers for. Yeah, well, there's there's a definite like one to one like interaction of printmaking now that's coming, and like it's become a more intimate thing like you're like outputting these posters or posts for the podcast and like they're nice and appealing and they're alluring but like you know i don't think we're getting wedding invitations that way yet unless Mm. like speed is like a critical thing but because of 15 minutes (laughs) better be there it's gotta happen right (laughs) but it's a it's a whole thing of like you know like the tactility of it is becoming special Right. Like it's now right. like become like it's it's now charming because it's not as prevalent or anything. And just today, the child and I drove by. Um, I You've seen this exact thing. It's the it's by the University of Regina. And it's yep. around like uh, I don't even know. It's a cylinder where people post stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Paper, yeah. Yeah. Paper yeah. stuff. Yeah. Anyway, she was just she was just asking me about it. And she's like, how does it stay dry in the rain? And don't they care if it gets wet and wrecked? And all these sorts of things. And I'm like, that's kind of part of that device. Like, that's part of the thing. The death like, of the, the art itself is part of the whole cycle. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like, it's it's going up. And like, maybe it's to promote whatever thing. Maybe it's a thing you really hate and you like rip it down. Maybe it's got those sweet little, little, what do you call it? Like the chads that you like yeah, rip off you rip to off get that phone, phone number. number. Yeah. Or it's but a I cool, think, like, poster and somebody steals it because they want to hang it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, is, like, the best outcome at this point. But it is, like, an intimate sort of thing. Right. In a way that the social one-to-one isn't, maybe. No, I get that. I get that. That's a that's a very valid point. Because it, mm-hmm. you can, like, most things that aren't urgent, you can do digitally. Mm-hmm. And you don't need... Yeah. 
But if you want to put some thought into it, like weddings, like you said, or special yeah. events, then you would go to a printmaker type person. Yeah. And, and there is like a very real like commercial print existence that still is a thing that oh yeah i'm sure you know like people like still want the the you know type set the lead type mm, set yeah, right because yeah, yeah. it gets gets different looks and all that sort of thing but um i i have this theory about like what do you want to call it discarded media kind of just being exclusively for art mm, yeah and like as we as we move through stuff, I remember discussions I had a long time ago with Risa Horowitz about like right now all of the like you remember when you used to like get rabbit ears for TV yep. to get channels and stuff like all of that I think is unregulated now. Okay, like no one cares. So that airspace is just and it's just frequencies, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in like the seventies and eighties, you could get like a you know like a pirate radio or cable station. Mm-hmm. And uh, people get mad, right? Because it's a regulated thing, and like, <laughs> yeah, no, you can't just have your own channel seven. Right. And now but it now, just doesn't matter. There's no competition yeah. in it. But yeah. like, think of the freedom of that. And like, does anyone care? Could we blast? Like, like, could there be like a local thing that's like, oh, we're gonna put our concert out on TV, right. and anyone rabbit ears can tune into it if you still have them. And I don't think anyone's gonna care. You know, like. You'd have to get this old antiquated equipment to do it. Actually, that would be pretty cool if you did it where it was like, if you did it where, say you're a band and you, uh, you have it upcoming and you, so you do a few local shows and you give away rabbit ears at your show. Like we have a special show coming up Yeah, and it's only if you can catch the frequency and give them like a little card and then for the time and stuff and give them rabbit yeah. ears and then they have to figure it out. <laughs> right. But it, like, it becomes this, like, I don't know. It's like a labor of love. A lot of people like throw nostalgia into that whole mix, but like these things you get discarded. And then like, it's kind of a thing that is just for that bit of expression now. Right. Like it's like, yeah, it's usefulness is done. Right. It's like, why do you keep like, why is painting never died out? You know, you can do it quicker, faster, better, right? Yeah, it's a weird... Man, that's a good question because you're talking about, like, um, I just keep referring you to, like, the the death of the piece itself, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Paintings can last a long, long, long-ass long time. And mm-hmm. it's like, I was just going to try and make a point of, like, well, because you know that eventually it'll die out, that it's important, but it's like, paintings can last forever yeah <laughs> it's like it's not so that doesn't really play into it so it is a weird thing to have like something that can die out so quickly like prints you mm-hmm. know and yeah. especially outdoor ones <laughs> yeah well but and then you know you get into like art prints as well like another totally valid medium of the whole art world and like those too like though you buy one you'd be around forever right, right. like framed yeah. That whole deal. Yeah, exactly. That's what framing's about, right? It's about pr- preservation. Pr- preservation, yeah. Not so yeah. much presentation, yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I have been, as you've noticed, keep just getting back into the camera thing again. Yeah. And um, I'm still, I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay down the line right here that London <laughs> drugs is too expensive to, to uh, get your film to Yeah. Build. They're too and expensive in pretty much every way. <laughs> Steven, it is almost $60 for me to get a roll of black and white film developed 
and scan. $60? Yes, and it takes like three weeks. What? Yes, it was crazy. I was Where's where Robin Williams in his one-hour photo now? I don't know. And that's what I told the lanky kid. It's like the last time I did this, it took like an hour. Like, um, fun fact: color is still like twenty-five bucks. It's just, it's crazy. It's just nobody does the black and white anymore. Yeah, and or at like, least well, not develop it. Yeah, and they were like, "There's this whole thing about like, well, there's you know, there's extra steps involved." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, there's not. <laughs> there's less steps involved. <laughs> what are you talking about?" But um. Anyway, yeah, a part of it is like, I think that's how I start, like, got engaged in art initially. Like, that yeah. was, like, the first thing I learned. And, like, I know the concepts really well, and I can do it without really thinking about it too much. Uh, and, like, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But the other thing is just that, like, I kind of needed a reset. And mm -hmm. yes, 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 doing yes. the still photo thing seemed like i don't know an area where i could just like not care about the results and like not play but just like start capturing the things i wanted to capture more for me than the other stuff i was doing which was like always meant for this business or this group of people right so yeah no i get it it's less about the actual content of it and it's more about like the composition of it Maybe, and, or the act, the act of, yeah, you know. the practice of it. I like to yeah. think of it as, like, it's, uh, uh, the word practice is such a weird thing. A lot of people think of it as, oh, I practice guitar because there's an end goal. Like, it's like a, mm -hmm. a step on the way to somewhere. And it's like, no, I think of practice, like, with art is more of, um, like, meditation practice, you know, yeah. or, like, a Buddhist practice. It's something that is lifelong, and it's more of, like, a vocation you know it's mm -hmm. not it's like i am doing my practice i'm not yeah. practicing i am doing my practice yes. and and it's the whole thing of like my wife gets on me from time to time about it because there are times where i just don't make anything for a while not for me or for anybody like i just get busy with whatever mm -hmm. and i will start to get irritable right because i haven't had like the break to do a thing you know like like i haven't like you know, it's the, it's like the whole, like, listening to a record thing, right? Yep. Because, like, the reason that records exist is so that you put it on and listen to the record, right? Like, you, you assign the time to that activity, ideally, and then let yep. it run its yeah, course. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, like, that's the thing that I've been missing. Like, that's the thing I haven't done that I probably need to do to remain healthy. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, I, I totally, I totally uh, agree. It's um, it, creativity is such a flow of things is that when you're not doing it, you stop the flow and then you get the backup of the energy that you're used to having. It's like if you're used to going like for walks every day and then you mm -hmm. have a couple of days that you don't have a walk, your body still has that energy and it's prepared itself for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if you're not doing it, then it just gets frustrated because there's no nowhere to put it. Yeah. And then it's like everything becomes agitated because there's extra energy there. And uh, like, I feel that with painting. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I will, I will actually, I don't feel as much anymore. Like, but when I was painting every single day for like years, mm -hmm. it was when I would stop for like three days, I would just go crazy. I'm like, no, I have to paint. I have yeah. to do something. And now it's not so much. I took a longer breaks and now I'm like kind of freed myself from that. 
which is fine. Someday I'll get back into that, but I uh, yeah. you know, need to reset, as you say. <laughs> well, and it, like it's a very luxurious thing to like. I'm just going to take an hour a day to like go take photos and develop them and right. do whatever you know. And like realistically, that's not a thing. Maybe it's a thing I can do now. Maybe not. But I'm certainly as your daughter than I was like as your daughter gets older. I'm sure yeah. it'll become more. Maybe she'll even be interested and want to join you in doing it. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> definitely like into cameras and stuff. She did a we did I did the one take Super Eight this year, which you right. made the music for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm stoked to see how that. I still like I don't get to see it until it premieres. So I know that's crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. I don't even know if I lit it enough. Like oh, I have, it could just I'm be not complete sure. darkness with that music going and just complete yeah, darkness. It could it totally could be. And uh my last go around, I like kind of got my brother to like help help me out on it and we hadn't like made a film for decades, two decades, I don't know. Um because we always helped each other out with yeah. stuff. And it was weird because it was like just him and I and like just like if he's got the camera, I'm acting. Like that's it. Like we there's no nobody else to help do this uh for the super eight thing. And this year I kinda like didn't have any help. <laughs> so <laughs> my main character is a pop, a corn pop. Yeah. And <laughs> I like figure it out. And I even like ran out of hands because I'd be like lighting it as I'm yeah. filming it and like holding <laughs> the thing. Um <laughs> But, Man, uh, you should have seen me. I wish I could have had an extra camera to film me filming that puppet video I did for Santa. Oh, yeah. Because the things I had to do <laughs> to be able to get some of those shots, you wouldn't think you would need to do them. But <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, there is only one way to do this. And it's just like... Oh, it's like eight. It's like oh man, it was like eleven thirty at night. I'm in my bedroom mm -hmm. trying to turn the lights on and off at the same time as holding a camera and <laughs> fixing the puppet. And just like, <laughs> can I tape this to my foot to get the shot? Yeah, like, can I do that? But uh, a thing I I learned in school while I was like, because we were making stuff and we were yeah. all busy, and we like I realize now we had a big crew of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes we'd have six people, and I think about how many that is now, and like like getting six people 100%. out for eight hours, like impossible that's incredible. <laughs> Unless you're it's, paying it's, them, it's impossible. Yeah. Like there's no way. And um, I I realized in school that like I have this rule about myself being the most reliable. Yes. And like that's not a slight against other people, but that's I just have the, the same fact. rule, man. But it's the, it's it's the fact that like when I'm ready, I'm there. Right, like, yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I don't have to wait on any anyone else's logistics or anything, and um, it's just sort of like not dealing with working with others, which I really like to do. You're mm -hmm. uh, very high on that list of people who I like to work with, but um, like the the, <laughs> the amount of hurdles we yeah. have to go over to even oh, have man. any time to do a thing is insane. Well, I if, I was doing those uh, Galardis videos with yeah. um, people uh, like a year or so ago. And at first it was okay because it was very simple. And then it started to grow and more people wanted to be involved. And mm -hmm. then it was like, but most people didn't have the time to be uh, involved in all like the technical part of it. Right. And so it was just like, 
okay, now we got more people. Now I have to be more aware of lighting. Now I have to be more aware of uh, sound. And now I have to be more aware of all this stuff. But when it's like one or two people in a shot or something, it's not so bad. But when you got like seven or eight people to deal with, and then editing and all of that to try and make it make sense. And, you know, you want everybody to feel involved. And then I just mm-hmm. became overwhelmed. I was yeah. just like, because I had the technical know-how. And I was working with people that, you know, were great and f- it was fun. But they didn't go to film school. They didn't, you know, they didn't mm-hmm. have their hands in uh, film editing and all of the sound and everything like that. So it was like, oh, wow, what did I get myself into? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, it, but like, as you're saying, you're ready to do it on your own. And I yeah. kind of felt like I was in that position because of school and working with uh, you and Eric. Not Matt. Matt was always the laziest. But um, <laughs> he's. I hope he listens to this and he just hears how much we um, berate him. Um, but yeah, it's like... I think that's why we work so well together, and I think that's why we like working together, because mm-hmm. we're both of that mindset, and Eric as well, is that when you have three people who come together, yeah. you can drag that fourth person along easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's... I mean, we drag Matt, of course. That oh, was 100%. Whole, but I think, as well, like, it comes down to... And this is a very sort of film-centric way of thinking about the whole making thing, but... Like, when you're in school, everyone makes this agreement that, like, okay, let's give this institution all of our money so we're all broke. (laughs) Yes. And then we'll all agree and, like, make a commitment that we're going to do this stuff. Right? Like, like that's the... And then after school, like, there are a few times where I've hired some people to help me do some stuff. And I realize, like, how important that pay is. Right? Like, Like, it's such an important thing about like making time valid and in film it's a no-brainer well, like, that's it's why just, there's unions for it they're like some of the strongest unions in the, yeah, any absolutely. industry but um you know it's like the whole thing of of like oh okay i'm gonna get this guy to help me film some stuff for a day this is a fair rate like you know if he was working in the industry this would be kind of where we're at and that's yep. what i'll pay him he'll do a good job and i can rely on him versus you like in a gallery asking people to help you hang something for a day and like you know or you responding to a friend who's doing that and like it's a lot less like financially driven and maybe more like i'll help you if you can help me out during this thing you know like it it becomes weird to talk about money sometimes especially like in the low level right because there's not much to talk (laughs) about not much of it (laughs) but um it it is the great legitimizer, you know, like it, it yeah. does become this thing of like, you know, like I don't have a, a ton, but here's 50 bucks. Like, oh man, like this was a job, you know, like I, I now realize that like yeah. my effort is like being poured into this thing in a particular way. And that's what's kind of alluring about like getting a creative job. Yes. Is that you're like, oh, sweet. Like, I like I have all these skills that they want for teaching or creating stuff or whatever it is. And you're like, this is the perfect fit because now I get to hone those skills Mm -hmm. and do that whole thing. And then you realize you're like selling yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's not that it's like bad. It just is very monotonous. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Right. Like, you know, (laughs) it sucks. And, uh, You know, it's like, okay, am I going to surround myself by people who are engaged in this process and, like, want to learn about it 
and want to do it and are enthusiastic mm-hmm. and like 20% of them are yes you know and like those interactions are amazing like mm-hmm. that's it's such a great thing and then you know at least in my particular case now i don't know 40% of them seem like they would rather just not be there and i yep. don't know why they're there <laughs> Oh man, I uh, like even playing music, man. I remember uh, never so much in my bands um, because I didn't, I wouldn't really put up with that. I wouldn't be in mm-hmm. a band if they weren't enthusiastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I remember playing alongside other bands that were like not a whole lot, but there was a one or two here and there that were like, Oh yeah, whatever. They show up late and they're just like it's just a local mm-hmm. show and they only got like four people to even bother coming out and they you know, they didn't really care about anything. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? We get <laughs> we get to do the thing we love to do." Yeah, like this is it. Like this is this is the this thing. This is the big time. Yeah. This is the big time. If you can't make this show the best show ever, you will never make anything mm-hmm. more than this yeah like you you've got to people talk about like you have to want it and like i don't think that's true because i think a lot of people want it a lot yes, a lot of like a, like they want a lot of people want it very much it's, uh, it's like that jack handy quote it's like you know i just love sitting there and thinking about having lots of money and i think my, that's my favorite part about it just sitting there wanting that money <laughs> <laughs> you know it's that kind of attitude like they really want it but they're mm-hmm. not going to do anything about it <laughs> that's what it is yeah but yes but, uh, go on well it's just the whole the the whole thing like numbs you and then eventually you realize like okay i have to like get this thing i love away from money as yes. good as i can and like maybe i'm just gonna go like turn a crank in this office building for money and then after i'll do the thing i like and then Mm. you're exhausted because we're 35 and you know like like, (laughs) uh speak for yourself i'm 33 in two weeks okay or a week i didn't realize i'm 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 just 33 i thought you were older than me no no i've (laughs) I've just seen a lot (laughs) i've just seen a lot yeah being a being a artist out there has really worn you down steve it really has <laughs> it really has because it is funny because i'm the youngest out of all of us i didn't know uh, that. yeah i'm younger than matt i'm younger than you i'm younger than eric i'm younger than uh luke i'm younger than chris and james of course because you're younger than james yeah <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's how time works but <laughs> but yeah I, I was always the youngest one out of all of us i started no. university when i was 17 oh did you i think uh, did I do that? Or was I 18? Part of an 18. Yeah. I remember uh, my birthday's in May and everyone was like, you can't drink your first year. Like, that was like the thing. <laughs> but right. uh, for whatever reason, like, I just, like, that's my zero for time. Like, right. <laughs> like I can remember that and then figure out how old I was whenever. From <laughs> whenever somebody told you. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> just like my roommate, McConkie. Like, oh, you're so unlucky. I'm like, like that, whatever. That moment whatever reason. is a turning point in your life. <laughs> well, it's just the thing I remember. I don't know. It's uh, there are things, Stephen, that have stuck with me that like I can't get rid of. Perfect example. <laughs> I can, I can, I don't know where I was. I don't know how old I was. 
I was with my mom and brother, and we were out at like a Smitty's, you know, like like a, yep. like a yep. dinery place. I don't think we were in our home city, but I could be wrong. And I was sitting with my family, and my mom was getting mad mad at me because I was watching this other booth, and it was this son and his mom, and they he was like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. And uh, the waitress said to the son, "Do you want soup or salad?" And he looked at her like he didn't like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then he figured out what he what she asked. And he said, oh, I thought you meant like super salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super salad. I thought, I thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> and my mom was telling me to like not laugh. Like don't like do not react <laughs> to this. It's very inappropriate to just watch people and like do this thing. And uh <laughs> I and like that was 25 years ago, Stephen, and I still think about that twice a week for whatever reason. Oh man, I was just like 10 minutes before you, uh, I signed on here. I was looking at um, famous people who uh, made their start on Star Search, <laughs> <laughs> and because I was, I don't know why I came up. I was watching like Jiminy Glick. <laughs> stuff and yeah. he's talking about star search and i'm like star search um and so many people like so many people were on star search and i'm and one of the lists to get to the point here was like one of the lists was like 37 years ago brad garrett was on star search and it's like 37 years whole I'm wait, I'm turning three. <laughs> like, no, that's not even that long ago. God. Gosh. Yeah. Like what's what's gonna happen when we're 40? Like, is this gonna be okay? Oh, we won't make it. <laughs> I've got I've got to make it. I've got, okay, I've got no, you you'll make it. Yeah. yeah but um like, I will not. <laughs> am I allowed to be in this basement still looking the way it does, or do I have to like uh, like, no, you will have to be in the basement because the above ground will be unlivable. Oh, that's no, that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> the world will be in shambles. Corona will have coalesced into like <laughs> a half frog, half tentacle monster that prowls the streets. And uh, I'll have to, you know, etch, etch my makings of art onto some sort of cement with charcoal. Like No, you, you know what it is? People get worried about, um, like, we should be worried about climate change because it's going to be horrible. Mm -hmm. But they should be more worried that it's happening slowly <laughs> because we're going to adapt to it without change, like trying to stop it. We're going to mm -hmm. adapt to it, and it's just going to happen. And that's, yep. that's the real horror of it. It's going to happen slowly, and it'll be like, that's why you see all of the movies. It's like human survived the apocalypse because we adapt so well over time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. it will not be a good existence, but we'll <laughs> still be here. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. It's going to be okay. Well, yeah, what happened? Oh, some, just some parts of the world flooded, I guess. <laughs> you know, like aliens were dropping crazy. DNA bombs and everybody was melting from the inside out. Well, we got underground <laughs> and we protected ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, the aliens thought that Ford F-150s were the dominant being on the planet. Because <laughs> there were so many of them. <laughs> and, and they were uh, so they loud. Thought, yeah, so they thought they'd help out and try and kill the parasites. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. A lot of crazy stuff happened. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, just this is going to go way back to earlier in the podcast here. Yeah, good. But I, awesome. I wrote it down and I just saw it again. Um, what about... 
here's an idea for a podcast. Okay. Because we were talking about wedding invitations and mm-hmm. that. I was like, what if you did a wedding podcast where people just got married on your podcast? I mean, you could. Like, you just, just are a minister, and instead of them going to uh, Vegas to elope, you, you just, just jump have, on the stream. You just jump on the stream, and I'll marry you right on the stream and kind of talk, interview them beforehand, get to know them, and be like, okay, this is what we are. And then, bada bing, bada boom, you're married. <laughs> it's like the ultimate catfish. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you can have like a, a random like celebrity person come on, be the witness mm-hmm. <laughs> on a different part of the stream, and just like zoom in. <laughs> Honestly, Stephen, that would probably be like pretty the, popular. That's a Netflix. That's a Netflix show right there. Like that. Like they'd be. They're on it. Like that's perfect. <laughs> they would uh, buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> maybe we should just we should just pitch these to. Netflix. Netflix or wherever. Yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, do it. <laughs> honestly, it does kind of seem like one in ten will just get, will just sort of stick. And you're like, you know what? You get four episodes. Give I it a think, go. Wow. What Let's was what it? Happens. There was an interview by the CEO of Netflix. I forget his name. Um, because it was like four years ago or something. I read this. And he mm-hmm. was like, um, he said, the, the reason there's so many like mediocre and bad shows on Netflix, and he was just pretty open about this. He's like, because one in 20 is a hit. Mm-hmm. And that one pays more more than all 20 of the, all 19 failures put together. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it doesn't even matter. We'll just throw everything out there. Yeah. He's like, just buy it all up, put it all on there. You have tons and tons of content. Even if it sucks, you just need one of the one out of every 20 to be a hit. And boom, mm-hmm. you set. And if you get something like Tiger King or you get something like. Uh, what else was a big hit recently on there? Um, uh, that that uh, well, oh, yeah, but the, American Vandal. But, yeah, well, that's <laughs> but the thing that's happening is like now that that's like literally the model because there was that sweet time where it was kind of basically just Netflix. Like, let's get really inventive and put out right. whatever we can find, right? And now there's like it's the Mark Maron joke where like someone someone tells you that. Oh, you watch what's his what's the show? Clomper. You watching Clomper? No. And it's like you don't even know what <laughs> what's what streaming right. service it's on. No. You're like not a what? Clue. what is yeah. what is that? No, it's Turd Burglar on Clomper? Is that what he calls it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it is the whole you know, like, oh, did you watch this yet? What is it on? Like what? No. Yeah, no idea. Like like it's you know, and it's kind of like it's 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 funny how it's come full circle, especially with the TV, because it is like, a, well, I don't know. When you were young, do you watch TV all the time? Yep. Yeah, like it was constant. I watch a lot less now. Yeah, same. But what I watch, I want to watch. Like, there's right. no like throwing it on. The kid watches stuff, so there's a lot right. of stuff. Yeah, like, just you know, like it's like I'm, it's on, but it's not. My family but, still uh, watches it that way, though. They'll put on Netflix or they'll put on like, you know, Roku and stuff, and they'll have like channels on there yeah they'll watch that like they'll put that mm-hmm. on and, and i think it's because they're just older like my mom mm, is kind of like that like that yeah it's just a different kind of pace of watching yeah. tv where it's like you don't have to fully pay attention to it it's mm-hmm. just kind of like having the radio on you know right but i think i can't get i can't watch tv like that i love yeah. movies so much 
or shows so much, I have to, it's like a ritual for me. It's like a religious practice almost <laughs> when I watch <laughs> movies. Like I start watching The Expanse and holy mm-hmm. shnikes. Yeah. It's like I get into a good chair. As soon as like, uh, I first put it on, you know, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll try it out. In the first 20 minutes, I was like, oh, my God. So I turn, <laughs> get up, I pause it, I get up, turn off the lights, get whatever food I'm going to have, and then I get mm. comfy, and then I'm like, I'm watching this show, and I watch the entire first season in one night. <laughs> and I was just oh, like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's how I watch TV. I, you know, mm-hmm. I put the phone aside. I don't even open my phone. I have no idea. People could be, like, burning alive and trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, sorry, I am... Busy watching TV. Yeah. Okay. We hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna rein this back in just because I there's you made an interesting point. It is crazy how as like I don't even I don't even know if I want to call myself a creative person. Like I don't I don't even know if that's the right descriptor. No, but I think you you are. Yeah. Well, well, but it is crazy how jazzed you get as a maker of things. Yeah. When like something hits you right. And you're just like, oh, man, like you're so into it. And then like it inspires you to like do whatever stuff you're up to. Yes. Because like it just like hit like, I don't know, like resonates with you in that way. And then you're sort of off. There's this I can't remember his name. But when I was like. This was like years and years ago, but I was um, I was trying to read Dune. And oh, yeah. uh, I eventually did finish, and it was like this big, like multi-year attempt. Of course, where I kept having, <laughs> I kept having to start over, and like it just like it was this whole thing. Anyway, I was like in it, trying to read it and figure it out, and I can't remember, um, I can't remember how I found it, but there was this dude who did these concept drawings for Dune characters of a cartoon, mm, okay. and uh, they're awesome. Like they're like they're so cool. And it's like kind of like a Disney thing almost. Okay, but dude. But, uh, yeah, but like it was just like, oh, like it was a dude like literally on social like, you know, oh, if if I was going to make a Dune cartoon, this is what they would look right. like. That was it. And I was like, it just got me going like so hard to like, well, it was hard. But uh, <laughs> it's just like, but I like wanted to make stuff and like not related to Dune or anything. Right. right. Like it just like, like got that engine like up and running yeah and it's crazy i think we call that inspiration maybe (laughs) i don't know doesn't inspiration doesn't have to like be tied to the thing you're no i've been inspired before where like someone says something you're like oh crap that's a thing i think i think i think inspiration for me i think of it more of like a spark it could be anything mm -hmm. it could literally just be you open the fridge and something happens and you're like oh there it is and then you're (laughs) Yeah, you know, it usually happens to me when I pee. Really, <laughs> it'll be like if I'm stuck on something, mm-hmm. uh, and I just go to the washroom. By the end of that washroom visit, I will know exactly what I need to do. Really? Yeah, oh, it's weird. Yeah. It's do you ever? Do you, this is well. This is an aside. Do you ever have to drink to like make that process happen? Like you're just chugging water to like energy drinks but yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually i think that's part of it i think it's because when i'm in like painting for example Mm -hmm. when i'm painting and i'm really in it i don't stop for anything even to go to the washroom so Mm -hmm. i think it's more of like my body is mentally blocking me by Mm. physically blocking me (laughs) and then once i get rid of the physical block i am back to not being mentally blocked it's, mm-hmm. it's this weird physiological mental tie. 
between the processes. And I think, and you know, like you're saying, I don't, like you're saying you don't want to call yourself a creative person, but I get that because I don't either. I think it's creativity is a thing and mm-hmm. you can do that thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I am not music, but I know that I can play music. It's like if I bust out the guitar and I followed some steps, I can now be a part of music mm-hmm. as it's going and creativity and all of that. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. And now, like, I'm I'm now, like, very much in, like, teaching people every day to be creative and to be creative problem solvers. Yeah. it's There's things I like about it. Like, it's very blatant that it's, like, to get a job in this field. Like, sure. it's very much about what I'm doing. Um, but it is this thing where it's just, like, oh, like, I have said something and someone, like, someone in this room is, like, into that thing. And like they keep work, like I can see them start working. Like I right. can see, and I don't know. That's why I'm not sure if it's inspiration or if it's like, well, maybe clarity, it's, or it's just <laughs> like, oh, like I like I've seen someone figure a thing out and then start to do it. Yes, and yes, like, yes, yes. Get the ball rolling. You know. Yeah, it's uh like especially with teaching, you see it, you see it a lot more. Like uh, I was who was I listening to the other day, um. Oh, I can't remember, but it was a different podcast. I think it was, uh, oh, maybe it was like Rupert Spira or something. It was, uh, you know who Rupert Spira is? He's like a non-dualist nope. uh, teacher. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, I was talking about education and how um, how people learn. And mm-hmm. even amongst like the academia, it's like, you can't really learn from another person. It's like, there's not really much you can, it's like information can be presented, but it's like the person themselves is the teacher of themselves. And so it's it's like having the right information put in front of you at the right time is Mm -hmm. like, then they piece it together. It doesn't even matter. You could have said it completely wrong, but it might've sparked something that Mm -hmm. allowed them to understand. And like, as a person who's taught a lot of people, uh, just like, both both of us yeah, are in that boat. Yeah. It is like you start to realize, like, oh, I don't need to like teach you. No, I need to create an environment with the stuff around you, and hopefully, something in that will get you to figure it out. Yes, right. And, like, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and 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 um, I don't. Well, I like I am now teaching at a technical school, and uh, there's days where I have to like a lecture, and I just talk, and then yeah. at the end of it, it's like. And we're done. Thanks for coming in today. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. And then there's days where, like, um, I'm doing a user uh, a user experience design class right now, yep. and uh, like, I'm like, okay, here's the thing in how you make like a prototype, right? And I'll sure. like run through how the thing works, and just from those two different things, like, I will have like 50 percent more engagement because I am doing a thing. Mm-hmm. right like like purely out of that and the yes. thing that i'm kind of exploring now is uh so okay i my students would be mad if i brought this up but i'm not gonna not yeah, talk go about it. it yeah uh, um, that's the whole point of being a student your teacher makes you mad <laughs> that's well there you go um <laughs> they, i don't know how this thing happened but like they're like giga chad is a big theme yep, in my yep. teaching now and <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about giga chad yeah <laughs> anyway um it like always comes up and people like always like add it in and like it was my like it wasn't me it was my students 
totally. But um, we're in another class. We're making fonts, like okay. in Illustrator, like literally making yep. them for. Yep. And um, I was like, oh, like I should do this process. Like I should show, like I should just run through it in case they like see something or whatever. They can be there working, yep. right? But like I'll just do it. Like I'll just be working with them kind of thing. And so I made the Giga font. And it was like, it's, it's all based on having, like, I, I, I think the thing I wrote was, uh, it's got a strong chin and not a lot going on up top. So, like, the bottom of the letters are super big, but the top fades, is really like, thin. Yeah. It's, oh, it's really tiny. Like, it's, it's really, right. Um, and, like, from a technical standpoint, they, like, got to see me, like, make a thing. Yep. Right? Like, they just got to, like, and they learned some stuff through that, like, through that whole thing. But the conversations we were having were ridiculous about like why I was making decisions about a gigachad yep. font and like that's the environment where they're learning and it's not about like like nope. they, you watch someone you do a technical thing you understand what it is exactly and you, like, maybe remember it that but, is like, guitar teaching 101 that's yeah <laughs> is, is the, told like, me steven oh man well because you have way more options when you're guitar teaching because you you don't do classes like you can do classes <laughs> but it's one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. and yeah. even in one-on-one -on -one, i still felt limited because it was like parents are expecting a certain way because the movies and culture right like they mm -hmm. think of their student being taught in a certain way so it would be a little weird for them if their student came out and is like, well, the guitar teacher just sat there and played in front of me for half an hour, right? Mm -hmm. But that is the best way to learn. It's like mm -hmm. to not even say anything and just sit there and play for half an hour. Their brain, even if they didn't understand it, like logically or rationally, their mm -hmm. brain would see all the technical movements because their eyes and their brain is processing it much faster than their thoughts are, mm -hmm. right? And so they'd see it. And then it would just become ingrained in them to do it. That's why pretty much the common thing with all good musicians is that they were around musicians. Mm -hmm. And they didn't yeah. get taught by them. They had to be around them. And they'd try to ask questions and be like, shut up and play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's uh, how you get better. When I was, when I was young, my mom uh, took my brother and I to music lessons. And uh, it was like 90 minutes at this dude's apartment. And for 45, he would teach my brother guitar. And then for 45, he would teach me piano. Yep. And I, I think it, I think it was kind of a thing that like my brother wanted to learn guitar and then like he had a piano and I could just like go learn it. Okay. And I think by the end of it, my brother was learning guitar for 90 minutes and I was watching TV in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that makes I sense. Think that's, I yeah. can see that. <laughs> but I was also just like really not into the piano thing, but the piano thing he had like books and like key, labeled keys and it was yep. like you're gonna learn to play mary had a little lamb and i was like okay you know like i was just pushing the so you learned coding the, basically sort of but then for my brother he would like their first conversation was like what kind of music do you want to play like what do you like you know like what are you like what are you into and then my brother came back with some stuff and it's like okay well let's learn that and like it's a very different thing to be like, oh, here's how you play this thing. And here's the the book yep. and like all the information. And if you do this, you'll play this thing versus like engaging someone in an art to get well, it's an experiential. It's an experiential yeah. skill. And right. to read, it's like 
you can't get good at surfing by reading it in a book. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't read. I didn't read about like I meant like music books. Like with the well, music, I know that's you know, what like, I mean. Yeah. I I treat it the same way though. It's oh, like fair enough. It's like if you're gonna play music, you got to get out on that board and ride. Like that, <laughs> you know, that's the whole point. It's like you can't just read a book about skateboarding. You have to go mm -hmm. skateboard. You yes. have to fall. You have to go and well, do it. That, but that's the practice, right? The, yeah, like, exactly. Not practice, the practice. The practice. Yeah. You, exactly. You, you become yeah. a practicer of yeah. that religion. A there you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm just an idiot. I spend too much time doing the practicing. <laughs> and then I forget words. I'm not. I'm yeah. not so much a writer. <laughs> <laughs> so much of a practitioner. Uh, I'm a. I work in more visual and uh, tangible. Audio. Tangible. No. You no. know, with touch. Well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Audio. Well, uh, I, I consider music uh, physical. Mm -hmm. Like a very. Yeah. Because I, I can see why. I, I like I think because it literally is a physical thing that's happening in your ears when right. music like vibrations. So if you pluck a string on a guitar, those vibrations are physically affecting people. Mm -hmm. And so it's not it, you might not see it, but those sound waves are literally physically touching people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why music has such a power over people. And you can really you're holding a lot of power over people because mm -hmm. you play certain notes together like something that sounds really bad. You're gonna make a lot of people sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're gonna feel physically ill. Uh, I I have long <laughs> said that if I ever I like when I was like working with 3D and stuff, which I still kind of want to explore, but maybe not in the same way I was. But um, I have always said that if I can make someone physically vomit from something I've made, like that, <laughs> like that, you've is, succeeded. Yeah. But but like that, like I cannot think of a bigger human reaction. To something like to literally like actually make someone expel their stomach yeah and like maybe that's a negative i don't know but like i cannot think of any larger <laughs> any larger token of human interaction than causing someone to vomit and you gotta i think if you're gonna do it too you gotta do it in a very what's the subtlest way yeah you can do yeah, it yeah. right because like, i know like uh you ever heard of uh gg allen uh, maybe he was this uh if you can call him a musician he was like a punk punk rock kind of musician guy but mm -hmm. he would like literally take a dump on stage <laughs> and like and like cut himself and bleed yeah and i'm just, looking at some images right now <laughs> yeah he was a, a maniac like he would literally hold it in so when he got on stage he could literally defecate on the stage and just like smear it around like that was his whole thing he was like this shock kind of guy and um a complete insane <laughs> you know like just insanity yeah. and it's like so yeah he's going to get those kinds of reactions right but it's like can you find those things that cause people to vomit you know like for me or and a lot of people who have like gag reflex going to the dentist is like mm -hmm. they could just be like okay say ah and i'm already feeling like i gotta puke yeah, like as soon as that you're, happens you're like <laughs> already putting all your energy into not doing that but right. it, it, it was the whole thing because i remember like i was i was making like 3d prints and stuff and it really was more successful digitally but um, like people would be like, oh, my like, this is cool. My head hurts like you've done something wrong in the spacing and it's actually giving me a headache. Right. And I remember just being like, thank you. 
like wow, right. I should remember life. this. <laughs> You're like, dang, that's a, that's awesome. Um, but um, yeah, no, the vomiting, like that's the pinnacle of, you know, and like mm-hmm. it's kind of like the brown note thing, where like you don't oh, want to yeah. be like overt in doing right, it. right, exactly. But that's still like yeah, it's like yeah, you don't want to like just like cut yourself and make someone vomit. Like that's not you know. That'd be cool, but not like <laughs> yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, no I, I, we're no. on the same page here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you want to do it where it's like they wouldn't expect to. Yeah, like, and that would be, you know, like... I'm a surprise puke. A, I'm just watching what I believe to be a, a documentary about Mount Fuji. And then at some point, I just horked. But so did everyone in the in the theater. Man, like, think about how incredible that would be. If you spew, I'm gonna blow chunks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I all I can think of is like installation art, where it's just like a tongue that's being outstretched, not even a face, and then just mm-hmm. a tongue to present that's a little too far back on the tongue. <laughs> like if, if I saw that, I would start feeling like I'm gonna puke. Like mm-hmm. something like that, where it's just like yeah. hinting at situations where that's where it's gonna be or like even like falling forward you know yeah. like that kind of feeling mm-hmm. uh yeah. it's like oh god <laughs> uh, one one time i was playing video games with a uh, uh, friend of the show matthew mm-hmm. and um our our mutual well matt's friend david i don't know anyway he said like we're i can't remember what game we were playing but his like guy jumped off a thing and he was like oh man that actually made my stomach queasy like like he mm-hmm. believed it for a second and he felt it yeah and uh i remember thinking like oh that's you know i don't know if that's ever happened to me but then it happened it's happened like 10 times since then you know and it's <laughs> yeah it, it's it's just like 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 what it like did i get this idea and now i just want to believe like is that what's <laughs> that, you know like is that what's yeah happening? maybe maybe because uh it's yeah it's a i don't know it's a crazy thing this is such a cool topic and i think that it would be really cool to not just vomit like vomit would be good but like if you could have it where your goal was to get all sorts of different reactions it'd be amazing like um i think stressing people out would be fun like and not with horror and not with anything but like with the most benign things like imagine you just had like an art gallery set up Mm-hmm. And they don't know the line is the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just oh, have yeah. the most annoying shit happening while they're waiting in line. And they don't realize that once they get to the end of the line where it says the art, like enter here. And that's just the outdoor. And they just walk outside and it's the parking lot. <laughs> and it's just like the, the the waiting in line is the thing. And you just do, you have like a loud, annoying noises every once in a while. That's really jarring. Or somebody coming in and telling one random person that they get to move to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And everybody else behind him gets like fucking pissed. <laughs> or you, have, you plant people in there. Right. right. To like exactly. do stuff on the way. Uh, like he's been tying his shoe for five minutes and there's a gap in front of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Just stress everybody out. Um, but I, I also really like the idea of like, like, you know, Oh, you set up like a pottery collection or you know, like, you know, you set it all up, square it all up very nice. And then, and then one's have, like, off. One, just a little, like, <laughs> and you, you put it behind glass so nobody can get it and touch mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And like 1% of people will notice it. Yeah, you know, like, oh, this seems okay. You know, this is whatever. And one person's just like, 
oh my is god i'm getting <laughs> the ocd person is just gonna go home and like bash their head against the wall <laughs> is that or they'll text, just stand there right, and justified? scream is that is it right just you know is that uh but it's that whole it's the thing that happens where like it's kind of funny where like they put out a garbage can and people think it's the art you know right. like because oh i'm in the place where there's art so i'm going to expect to look at a thing that is art right you know, like uh and yeah i don't know it's 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 become like a very awkward thing especially with the like artification of our lives on social yes. you know and like uh you know, Bo, Bo Burnham said it best where people are just presenting things all the time, endlessly, forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is living is the act of presenting your life that may or may not right. be true. Right. Like, um, but it is, it's just funny now how, like, you know, like, we're seeking out these genuine interactions that are negative just because <laughs> it's more genuine than the other thing. Man, you ever listen to Alan Watts? Yeah. Okay, Alan Watts said that one thing. He's like, if you were to have the ability to dream for 75 years every night yeah, and anything you want, mm-hmm. how long would you go until you start throwing some weird shit in there, <laughs> right? <laughs> because if it was always good all the time, you'd just get bored. Yeah. And then and eventually and you'd just be like, I'm going to make it so bad, and then I'm going to forget that I'm in it. Mm-hmm. And then you've dreamt your life, right? Like that's the and, end and it's of that like, cycle. It's like, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get to where you're where you're at. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> no, it's yeah, and uh, no, I should make things to anger people more. Uh, I was also <laughs> thinking um, experiential kind of things. You know how people can go and be like, especially with social media now, it's like you could just have a space and make money by renting out a space that looks like a fancy place. Because people mm-hmm. come in and take photos in there as if they're, you know, on a private jet. Like, you can just mm-hmm. get, like, a little piece of a private jet and just have it in a warehouse. And people will pay to come in and just take photos as if they're flying on a private jet. There there, there are places now that, like, are, uh, I can't remember. I think it was looking about it. I think it's in Kelowna, actually. And, like, Probably. it's a place. There's tons of that here. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, a place to go. I was trying to find a place to buy some film. Um, it's a place to go and, like film a little something for an hour at a time and like they've got stuff there i assume and it's like it's like an amateur soundstage yes but but like the fact that i think about it i'm like that's not the worst idea you know like that's like i can see the need that that's filling and was it the film that richer maybe i don't know because there's oh i know the guys that uh run the film factory here yeah, and, probably. I was looking for uh, film, so I mean, like, like that was... Yeah, like, yeah, Film Factory, it's downtown, and yeah, they just have, like, a studio you can rent out, but they also have, like, cameras and everything, yeah. and so they're, like, a on-call film crew. They do, mm-hmm. like, corporate stuff, but you can also book them for whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And, like, so, it's a, like it's a smart idea in terms yes. of, like, enriching the okay-ish social content that's coming out yes but it's also like i am continuously blown away at how like i like personally like i am okay with the quality of a thing because of its content because it doesn't matter anymore mm-hmm. and like the technology is to a point where like it's always going to be at worst okay visually sound right. like it's all there and i remember like learning in school like 
oh, you know, here's the very narrow, like, thing you have to get to for this camera to look as good as it can. Right. And now it's just like, oh, I'll just mess with this lamp and you I can know. see it. So it's, it's fine, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but, uh, I mean, it's like, what year did YouTube get really good? When was that? Uh. 2004 was when it was starting to really yeah. kind of pick up. So like but that was like 14. It like it got like Yeah, it got really good at a certain yeah. point. And like it people peaked. Yeah, well people people figured out like like you know, the technology it became probably like affordable and then yeah. people understood what the content needed to be for that bit of engagement. Yes. And uh, I remember just thinking, like, I don't have you ever like looked at, like watch Casey Neistat videos and stuff. Have you ever? I think so. Yeah, pro- you've probably probably seen something. <laughs> probably, uh, but um, I I remember before, like, I don't know, his life got complicated, and then I think he realized what he was doing to his friends and family with his like mm. daily vlogging situation. Right. But at the at the minimum, like, this person, like gets what he's doing like fully understands yeah where they're at how to make it better how to leverage it like all all of the ins and outs of it and i think that time of youtube is like probably gone like i like it'll change and it'll be a different yeah i'm sure i'm sure there'll be a a wave of something a new kind of feel of that again and in some way mm -hmm. like it I'm not, I, I don't like being one of those pessimistic people to think that the best is behind us. <laughs> because oh, no. it's like, yeah. Because that's what we thought before YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't like, yeah, no, I definitely don't think that. I do think like we are, we, we are suffering from a different problem that hasn't been before. And that's, and this goes back to the whole clomper situation. And that's like, there's just so much stuff. Like, there's too much. There's literally no way. To like get through it all and then something happens where someone makes something super good at the right time and it's tiger king you know like like that thing that virality thing does happen well and i think of it, it, it time is of the past <laughs> it's like yeah. time no longer matters it's like um just a couple months ago i started listening to you made it weird the pete holmes podcast Mm-hmm. And he has been making that podcast since like 2011. <laughs> it's like or 2010, 2011. So mm-hmm. he has over, he's almost like 700 episodes in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, 700 episodes of that plus a hundred some episodes of a podcast that he does with his wife every Friday. And it's mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know it existed until yeah. a couple months ago. But now I can go back and listen to the entirety of it yeah. if I want to. And I've listened to a lot of it now. And it's like, it didn't matter when I heard it. I eventually heard it. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like, it doesn't even matter anymore. Just make as much content as possible. Archive it in the right places where it can be found. Mm-hmm. And then you just move on and keep creating. You just That's what yeah. I do in this podcast. I'm like, I was thinking, it's like, oh man, I released one earlier yesterday. And we're recording today and I have another one booked to record on Monday. And it's like, oh man. And then I have a few other people who I have to still set times for. It's like, do I wait and try to do the one a week or do I just start releasing them as I'm recording them? 
because it's like, does it really matter when it comes out? If people are into it, they're into it, and they'll listen to it whenever it comes up. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. it's like, oh, no, I'm, it came out every Friday? That's what it's got to be every time. It's like, <laughs> why? I was trying to, like, break this mental barrier in my head of the old way of doing things. Mm-hmm. But now with, like, instantaneous content like TikTok which I cannot do because my brain cannot handle that. It's just like, (laughs) but I can do this and be like, oh yeah, I could release like two episodes a week (laughs) and be like, yeah, I think that would be all right. Yeah. And a part of it is just like figuring out your life with the thing you wanted to do. Yes. You know, like, like the, I'm, yeah, I'm always just trying to like make, make time is not the right word, but like, not be exhausted when I want to do something is maybe a more accurate version of what I'm trying to say. Oh man, that's why I got the energy. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. am doing this. Yes. Steven, you're not <laughs> drinking it to go pee. Like it's the inspiration is just the caffeine working in your body. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's just, like, <laughs> that's oh, just right. caffeine. I can keep going. Wait, you're telling me that it's all just a chemical process. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all just a chemical process. Well, fuck. <laughs> that's what it is the other other day my my child asked me what a soul was oh yeah and and like okay did you say uh, jamie (laughs) fox i did not but uh we're not like we're not religious folk right so i don't have that easy answer of like oh that's your the version of you that goes to get her into non-duality right off the bat (laughs) yeah just you know yeah, we, we we came to this world dark, and it's gonna stay dark. We of one consciousness. <laughs> there is no you. There is no me. There is only I. <laughs> uh, and it's like, uh, did you watch the new Rick and Morty? Or it's like, no, I oh, haven't seen it. Oh yeah, we're all just uh, uh, players, and like we're all just a young boy playing a video game. It's like all these people in this world. And yeah, I won't spoil it. But um, it's like, okay, how do I explain this to a kid? Like, uh, okay. Wait, you've been a parent for how long and you haven't figured out that this is going to eventually happen? (laughs) Uh, It's like you don't prepare for it. I would. I'm already preparing for it. But but the closest (laughs) analogy that I could come to explain to her was like, okay, in Men in Black, there's a tiny alien inside of a man. (laughs) And he's driving that machine. (laughs) And like, I think that was pretty good. Like, I think that was like, you know, oh, that's the tiny man inside you who is actually you, who is driving the body that is the, the spaceship through the You know, just get her some Eckhart Tolle books <laughs> and just even on audio tape and just if we are aware of the present moment. <laughs> And then your, do- go. your daughter's just going to be walking around talking like that all the time. It's perfect, yeah. This is how people talk. What are you talking about? I love Edgar Tolley, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I fall asleep. <laughs> I oh, put, is it really? Oh, man. Yeah, I either For the past, oh, it's got to be like the past five, six years, I've been listening to either Alan Watts, Terrence McKenna, um, Edgar Tolley, um, more recently, Rupert, Rupert Spira um, and these different kind of like philosophical, spiritual, oh, Ram Dass, spiritual, you know, different kind of like from all sorts of different kind of viewpoints about mm-hmm. uh, life in the universe. 
and I just put that on. I I listen to it, and it's like really interesting ideas and just like different concepts. And that's how I'll fall asleep because it's like maybe it'll get stuck in my brain, <laughs> and I'll sound smart one day. <laughs> well, it's definitely stuck in there. I can tell you that much. Yeah, but well, it's really goopy up there. Everything kind of gets stuck in it. <laughs> It's like a it's like a spider web for everything, you know. Like it's just all up in there. Yeah. And every once in a while, you'll root through something and find a water cooler or whatever right. concept of reality you want. <laughs> well, it it helps with like film ideas and stuff yeah. like that because it's just. I feel like everything is just had this Christian taint on it, <laughs> and I use that in all the ways intended yeah. because it's just like. Especially with movie making, I feel like it's just all been from this viewpoint of Catholicism and Christianity for mm-hmm. so long. Like, even yeah. if it's not, even if it's atheist movies, it's still like anti Christian, you know? So mm-hmm. it still has that, like, so like a movie like Constantine is like, well, we're going to take this religious idea and we're going to mess with it. But it's still just Christianity. There's so many other things out there that have such cooler mm-hmm. ways of thinking about stuff. And they haven't even started to make movies about that. Yeah. You know, they haven't even touched on it. Well, there's a lot of, like, uh, my wife and I talk about it a lot because, like, things are getting pretty boring. Um, it's, we're, we're at the point now where it's like, oh, I'm just watching the best of stuff or stuff I right. know I already like. Like, I'm, like, you know. Because watching the best of Jiminy Glick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the perfect example. No, uh, Jeremy, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself? <laughs> you say uh, you were a printmaker? That <laughs> was a long time ago. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. You're good at that. That's good. Uh, I'm just like having a flashback to Jimmy with the high and low. Yeah. Like it just brought me right You back know, he's just going to start up here and then you get real low. <laughs> I can't believe. Anyway, um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, you and Ellen, uh, you and Ellen are getting bored about movies and stuff. Oh no, it's just me, Ellen's one. Oh, um, but, uh, <laughs> watching the yeah. best ofs. Yeah, so so like you know, all this stuff's coming out. I'm watching 001 percent of it, mm-hmm. and you know, like the like I'm having problems with like things being too safe. You know, like, like, yes. it's just like, oh, we need this to make money. So we're going to make it to mm-hmm. make money. And it's just like, I like, it's been five minutes. I know what's going to happen. Like, I like, we don't even need to, you know, we don't even need to do this. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, we get it. It's, it's over. And like, I'd watch like, uh, what's the new one called? There's the new Star Wars called Andor. Yeah. Have you watched it? Not yet. Is it? Any... Uh, they're, they're taking some risks. It's very good. Okay, and it's like cool. still pretty safe. Makes up for Kenobi. <laughs> uh, maybe. maybe, maybe we got to stop doing this like in between thing. I and Elle and I were even talking about it. Like, there's no stakes in it. Exactly. Like, like, there's there's just no nothing. risk. Yeah, no like, risk. Like, how you know? What are you good? Like, what are you gonna do? Kill him and clone him to make it happen? Like, like he's gonna be fine. Oh, is he gonna make it out of this one? Yes. Right. Of course he is. Like, what do we, you know, but, um, you know, we're at least at a point where it's like, oh, here's a guy from a movie we made that people kind of liked and he wasn't the main character. So, like, we're we're still doing our thing, but maybe it's far enough away that it's okay. Right. And I think, right. I think that's what's happening. 
Yeah. And yeah. Um, they're doing a really good job of like, like anyone who is watching this, they assume you've seen other Star Wars. Like they're not even going to explain good, stuff. Thank anymore. God. Thank yeah. God. Like it's not, it's, it's none of that, which I am thankful for. Uh, but it is the whole thing of like, oh, can I get into a specific gripe I have about stuff? You can say whatever you want. Man. Yeah. So <laughs> I, this is like a very dominant storytelling trope that I hate. And that is the whole thing of like where the main character doesn't know the world they're in. So they're an analog to you. And like on, on, on my point, on my podcast, spoiler alert on 91.3 FMCJTR Regina Community Radio. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, I can put uh, links in the, the, no, so it's, the thing yeah. too. Um, we, my co-hosts are really frustrated with me because they're like, this is how, like, this is a way you get a person into a story. Like this is, you know, like you, you make them sympathize with the reader who doesn't know about the world and then they'll explain mm. everything or someone will explain it to them and you'll learn it and it'll be fine. And I, I have found that as a trend, good things or things I like have people who know their world. Yes. And like, like it's, you know, like we'll, I'll figure out what the mystery device he's carrying is at the right time. Right. I don't, you know, I don't need him to wake up without his memory to be able to identify with this right. human person, you know, or animal or, you know, like whatever. Exactly. It, it is this weird thing of like, what, like, why do we have to keep doing this? Why is he explaining this to this guy who lives here? It's, it's this idea. I totally agree. And I think it's this holdover from the early days of filmmaking of your audience is dumb. And that you mm -hmm. need to handhold them throughout mm -hmm. this movie. But the best movies, like you're saying, are the ones that don't do that. They're yeah. the ones that are like, no, my characters know exactly where they are. The mm -hmm. audience has to use their brain to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, to give a specific example to that for, like, Chris Nolan. Memento. Like, if you, well, but if you look at, so look at, uh, which one? Because he's got Tenet, which is, like, the anti-whatever. Yep. Or, like, Inception. So, like, yeah. Inception, he's got a character that doesn't know anything, so they can explain it to her. And, like, it's a it's a, it's a a valid tool. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just bored of it. Like, I'm just yes. exhausted of it. Yeah. And then you watch something like Tenet, where, like, nobody knows anything. The explanation is I still don't. Bad. I watched it twice. <laughs> you know, like, but but it's, it's better. Like, yes. it's confusing. And I think they're afraid of people getting confused. But yes. just like the vomit thing or the uncomfortable thing. Exactly. I was just like, going to say, it's the whole idea. I want to feel something. It doesn't have to be I feel good. Yeah. Like, it just <laughs> just do whatever. You know, like any any of these things are interesting. Like Nobody just, walked just out of it. Schindler's List being like, I feel really good. And yet it won Oscars. You know, it's like but, you. it should make you feel something. Right. But you kind of do feel good because it's like, look at all the people he saved. Here's this right. moment of re redemption. You know, like that's yeah. what it's building, like all these awful things to this one good part. Right. And, um, you know, like it's just sort of a boring thing. And that's also why, like, I'm kind of more interested in movies where, like, the couple's not heterosexual. Like, I don't know anything about that experience. Right. Exactly. I'm more interested in that. You know, like, like I want to see what that relationship is like and then inevitably it's like just the same <laughs> like you know like it's not yeah like a... 
but is it, but is it, even that's a learning experience though like if it mm-hmm. is a sam i want to hear it from the people who are experiencing it yeah and I then like it's it. like oh okay so i you know i had certain thoughts about it this is different than mm-hmm. i thought this is similar to what i thought and it's like that's good that's what people need yeah for growth and, <laughs> and my theory now my theory alone that i have not described uh orally until this very moment but like there's a lot of bollywood like creeping up into netflix oh yeah i know and these these action movies are crazy oh they're insane like like <laughs> like so good and but like they're kind of janky and unpolished yeah, yeah and it's like would you what's what's it called rrr is like the big one right now right yeah yeah and like the story's super confusing it doesn't make a ton of sense there's sequels and prequels that don't make a ton of sense it's, i think it's because a lot of them are based off of old like religious stories and stuff yeah from their culture and it's like we have no context if it was like samson and delilah we would get it because we have a kind Mm -hmm. of an idea but it's like their versions of that right like but to take it and be like oh i'm just gonna photoshop this car in and like spend 20 (laughs) minutes doing this effect that looks terrible it doesn't make any sense but like it's conveying the story to me in a way that's fun and that's it that's all you need oh man have you ever watched like um uh, it was not so much now because they're get, get, st- starting to get bigger, but Nigerian movies. Uh, a few, but yeah. Oh they, my god! Also, yeah, they were because they just they didn't have access to mm-hmm. equipment or anything like that, so they just had to make it whatever. So and it felt like these adults were making grade nine quality movies. Mm-hmm. But you still understood the story, and there was a lot of emotion in it, and you're just like, what is going on? And because of their cultural norms, stuff that you think is weird isn't even the weird part of the story that they're going by. Like, the Mm -hmm. person will get pissed off at somebody for doing something, you're like, wait, why are they pissed off for that, but not for this? And it's just these social norms that you're just not aware of, and it makes the story way more interesting. You're like... Like soap operas, like the Mexican yeah. uh, telenovelas, which yeah. are hilarious and awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and they're doing so much more, right? Like they're exploring all of these different things and like, well, let's do a funny episode. You know, like yeah. that would never yeah. happen in North America. No. Like that's unheard of. You know um, who's doing this amazing though? You've watched Nope, right? Uh, No, not yet. Oh my God. Yeah, no, I haven't. I'm I'm a man with a child. I haven't made it to the. <laughs> oh well, when you get a chance, yeah, I won't ruin it for you. But okay. Jordan Peele is exactly what you're looking. Yeah. For. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Jordan and Peele like, knows it. But that's like that's even in his comedy, right? Yes. Like like it's there. Like it's in all of his work, you know. And it's weird to watch like Taika Waititi kind of like go more commercial with stuff. I know. Right? Like, because it's slanting. And I think he'll correct. Like, I think he'll be like, this is my project, totally separate from all this stuff. And it's really fun and awesome. He's really doing it for the money just so he can solidify his family's future. Yeah. And then I think once he reaches a certain point, he'll be like, ah, screw it. I'm doing whatever. But I think, like, his commercial work is still really, like, a lot. It's very good. You know, it's like, he's he's funny too. Like, he's really funny. Um, have Have you heard? This is like another tangent. Have you heard of this, like, pixar animation effect thing have you heard about this at all so no i have not you know like all of all so i have a child she watches all these Mm -hmm. animated movies and they're all the same 3d animation they're all the same yeah they've got their same style yeah like but like uh what are the studios pixar and then there's the other one dreamworks 
Yeah, like it's it's the same thing. It's 3D. It's what mm-hmm. people like. It's what they're yeah. producing. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, all the concept art for all of these movies is 2D, and it's incredible. And it all looks different, and it's all unique, and it all has nothing to do with the final product. And what's happening is that all of these animators are, like, making a thing, and then it gets Hollywoodified, and they 3D it into the thing that they think is safe and fun. Yep. But... The Disney machine. Yes. In a lot of these, at the end of the movie, they they animate the, the, like, first renders. Yes, yes, yes. And they're Like, in the credits. Like yes, and you're like, bit. why haven't I been watching this for two hours? Like, this is this is amazing. You know, like, what? You know, what? What? Why did we just do this? And they're va- like, they vary in huge amounts from thing to thing, and there's so much more interesting things going on, and it baffles me. Like, they literally are making it. At yeah, the, I, I don't credit, understand. You know, like, I don't understand why Disney thought. They had to replace 2D rather than just you have your 3D movies, but you also have 2D movies. Yeah. I like know. 2D animation can feel incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Like The Lion King. If you go back and you watch The Lion King yeah. or you watch those golden age of Disney stuff, the animation was incredible. It didn't even matter that it wasn't 3D. It looked more real than yeah. it. Uh, and, uh, freaking, and, yeah. You know, it pisses me off. <laughs> Well, and uh, what uh, what do I show my students all the time? Uh, Peter Pan. There's some really cool stuff going on. Uh, Little Mermaid, of course. Like, like yeah. it's just like, in, like incredibly skilled people like executing a thing perfectly. You know, yes. like it, like it's just it's with all the money and technology supporting them, and now they could do it so much faster with so much less, and nobody wants it. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. I know. I don't get it because you look at something like South Park and they got all the stuff to make it better and they refused. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're like, no, we'll just use computers to make it quicker. But that's yeah, about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And you can watch it and it's perfectly fine to watch it. And they're just like yeah. moving around, whatever. That's it doesn't. Enough. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead. Beavis yeah. and Butthead is a great example. No matter what era Mike Judge puts that out, like the new one just came out. I've been watching clips from that, oh, and it's it? freaking amazing. Oh, nice. It's, awesome. uh, well, it's a new movie. It's on one of the Clomper, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's Beavis and Butthead do the universe, and okay. oh, my God. I got to check it out. The animation That's is the amazing. same. Like it's a little – it feels a little newer just because I think the quality of like the resolution is higher. Yeah. Right? But it's still the same drawings, you know. It's still Mike Judge doing the voices, and it is so fucking good. Nice. No, that sounds awesome. <laughs> but it's the whole um, uh, rejected cartoons thing, right? Yep. Don Where like or whatever. Yeah, like you've got like because my students, like I'll show it to my students, and like, oh, here's a very funny animation that yep. was done very quickly. And is just as impactful as any of this other full-scale budget new stuff. And, like, it's a dude talking about his anus. And there's nothing in the background. <laughs> and, right. But, like, there's nothing going on. Like, like it's all the work is just focused on the thing you care about. And yes. it works. Right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't need all this other stuff. So. For thousands of years, humans were used to just hearing somebody talk about stories. 
Yeah. That was our entertainment for thousands and thousands of years. And for some reason in the past 30, they think they have to, oh, no, we got to do it the same way. We got to do it the same way or people are going to freak out. It's like, you dumb nuts. You were doing it different every single movie in the 80s and 90s. And that's how you made your money. <laughs> I don't understand what happened. The whole point of why you became Disney and powerful is because you were the progressive ones doing every single movie differently. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, yeah, Pixar came out. It's like, yeah, Toy Story was great because it was the only 3D movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the, the new one thing. And like everyone just jumped on. And now like you got things like, uh, you know, Spirit. Well, when did Spirited Away come out? That's too old of an example. 90s. Uh, yeah. Was it that old? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy oh. how old that is, and it's so good. <laughs> I'm, Googling. I'm Googling, but um, I'm pretty sure that one was the '90s. Maybe Nasco yeah. was '90s. Maybe, but um, it still is like I don't know. Like it's not like there's no place for Spirit Away was 2001. Oh my god. Um, oh okay, yeah, yeah. It's still okay. that's still crazy to me. Um, 21 years ago. But it is the thing of like these these things are still just as relevant. Like it doesn't matter oh, that I they're know. drawn. They're still like crazy beautiful and awesome. And you know, you look at uh what was the big one that went real bad? Ghost in the Shell. I yeah. don't know if you've ever like, and a lot of people have like unpacked what's different between the drawn version and the the live action one. Yeah, and it's just like, why, like, why would you, why would you need to think that this is better? Like, why would, yeah. like, why are we even doing this? Like, uh, like, what's the point? I it's I can think you can sum it up in one little example here. Is like this painting of the elephant I have behind me, mm -hmm. and it's like, is that the elephant in the room? Yeah, but, yeah, that is the elephant in the room. I, that is the joke I make every time, too. Uh, but it's, uh, why wouldn't you just take a picture of an elephant? Mm -hmm. Because it's a fucking painting. <laughs> the whole point of it is because it's not a picture. The whole point is that it's not real. Mm -hmm. But, but well, like, it's you telling someone something, right? Yeah, like, it's, in a, that's, it's not, a, that's the difference between it and a... That's like or, saying everybody in Texas and New York shouldn't have accents because it's like, no, this word should be said without an accent like this all the time. And it's like you're killing personality by doing it that way. And that's what, what Disney's doing. Steve, what are you talking about? Gabagool? <laughs> Gabagool? <laughs> Gabagool? Yeah, keep walking. I got my Miller Lite and my coffee. <laughs> uh, the old Gabagool. <laughs> the Gabagool. <laughs> uh, I'll just have the Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, like a type of like salami or something. But, it's or, Capicola. Like, or, that's, Capicola. The, that's the word they're saying. Gabagool. <gasps> Ca yeah. Oh. That's, the word. that's the word. That's it. That's Capicola. it with that accent. Gabagool. Yeah. Gabagool. Isn't that my oh, oh my god! That <laughs> I've never heard it like that before. Yeah, but yeah, that totally makes sense. Gabagool. Yeah, they just are so with their everything. Disney's best movie is, is well the two, top two are Goofy Movie and Emperor's New Groove. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, is that true? They're both very good. Ember's oh, New Groove yeah. is so good. I just watched it the other night. It still holds up. It's so different and weird. <laughs> uh, I like. Is is Wreck It Ralph Disney? Uh, no, it was the first one that Pixar did. Oh no, it was Disney because it was Disney animation. It was Disney's first one without Pixar. Okay, um, it's very. That's good. what it was. Yeah, I really. Yeah, Wreck It really Ralph like is amazing. It. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I'm also Inside Out you know, was also fucking good. <laughs> it yeah. was I Inside Out was okay. I have watched it eight thousand times. Oh, that would and do that. It. That yeah, might be. Yeah. But um, did you see like the like Inside Out two? They're making. There's gonna be what? a Tron show. Ugh. Uh, and know. like, well, th- but this is the thing is that like some of the Disney TV is getting pretty good. And I'm wondering if they're like loosening their, their grip on like, Maybe. yeah, let's just let some people do some stuff, you know, like it and could you know be what? like a really cool you, thing if they you, like, just say like, okay, don't say fuck go, you know? Right. Like, and you know what, Jeremy, this brings up a good point. And I, I have to like give credit to Disney for this. And as much as I mm-hmm. hate saying that is that like you were saying, you go back and you watch the best of stuff. Well, this new generation are really, I feel like the Gen Z people, all these Mm -hmm. kids, are very specific in their likes. And so it's like they get, like, we we had emo kids in high school, Mm -hmm. but we were limited in our social media. Mm -hmm. If we would have had the social media now, you would be like, oh, I'm a cyberpunk slash steam fucking emo, whatever. It's super specific today. So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're into Tron, you're into everything Tron. (laughs) You're into everything that is associated with Tron, lateral Tron-ness, right? That's that's a shallow pool, but... but, (laughs) Or like, to expand it, maybe Star Wars, right? Like, you get into Star Wars, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch everything Star Wars because that's all I have time for. There's Maybe. too much to be yeah. a broad jack of all trades when it comes to watching movies like it used to be where it's like, oh, yeah, everybody watched Friends. Everybody watched Fraser. Everybody watched Just Shoot Me and Spin City and all those mm-hmm. shows because they were the only options we had. Yeah. Well, we and it was it was tied to time. Right. Like it was the, it's the whole it's very different now. And it's weird when you think about it, because you, like. You know, people are like, we, you know, we had stuff that we, you could put in a machine that would play whenever you wanted and you could eject it yep. and like switch it out. But it isn't like the, like, we don't approach it the same way. Like the whole like watching cable thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not the same mechanism. And like, my kid is getting both bad sides of it because she really loves cable because it's constantly changing. And there's like a mini shows between the show, you right. know, like it's this different thing. Versus, like, oh, I'm just gonna watch Paw Patrol for eight hours. I don't <laughs> God, I hate watch it. But like, like, she yeah, but I get it, going. Yeah. Like, next, next, next. And, Consumption. Well, that's you consume, know, that's the, consume. The, five, the five-year-old brain being let loose yeah. on the on the Netflix. But that's um, why if you can give her crazy concepts early, she's gonna be so smart. Maybe. <laughs> Which she probably she already is. She already is. Yeah. What like? She's uh, she's she's got this thing about tape. And like tape is the end all be all of she's not wrong, but like, <laughs> like she has been proven wrong as many times as right, and she'll still just like, uh, you need to wa- you need to find a red green show and show her That's red what green someone show. Else just told me, anyway, I got yeah, you're 
it's to- it's perfect because she will love that. She will definitely <laughs> love that. Uh, I think my wife hates that show. But if it means you don't have to buy her toys and it's just like a box on Christmas is full of duct tape, she would love that. She's like just there. all different colors of duct tape. She oh my god! Be, yeah, she's, oh, we did we did have an incident with duct tape that kind of put her <laughs> off of it. Uh, and it was she got it she got it on her arm. Oh and, yeah, and had to and rip like, it off. Well, we didn't have to rip it off because I have things that would like. Oh yeah, the, like you know, but she was losing her mind. Like she was freaking out because she thought that like it was gonna rip her skin off or right. You know, you know what's like, great? Electrical tape. Uh, yeah, but then it doesn't like she doesn't stick I've, as well. Yeah, I've given her like, and I also bought like a lot of Japanese like tape, like washi tape that's fancy. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And um, it doesn't. She work likes good scotch enough. tape. Yeah, she's, she's like, a scotch like, tape she's girl. Like, yeah, she's like, why, why would you give me this subpar? It ain't thing? broke. Don't fix it. She's she's very pragmatic as her as a tape user. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> for a, yeah. for a five four year old five year old five four, five, five yeah five no, year old. she's she's very focused on like <laughs> no this is the way it's supposed to. She's be. like don't waste my time, Dad. I already oh, have the yeah. tape I need. <laughs> we brought, we were talking about these two very rolls of tape right here. Oh, no, masking tape. No painters. Painters. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's something fancy. That's painters. Tape. Frog tape. Uh, maybe I don't. This is like teacher tape, and this is Fisher Scientific tape. Ooh. Um, yeah. So, and it's got the number, the number in the website right on the inside. Nice. Fisher, Fisher Scientific. Because uh, I used to do, uh, I used to use tape as a medium when mm-hmm. I was playing shows. I would do it on my guitars. I would use mm-hmm. electrical tape because it was cheap and he had different colors, and it would yeah. peel off real easy. Because I'd only need it for one show. And mm-hmm. so I just do different like designs with electrical tape, and it's just a really cool. It's a yeah. really interesting medium to use because the lines are already straight. You don't have to yeah. worry about being like, "Oh, I suck at making straight lines." I can just mm-hmm. do it with this. <laughs> and uh, I I can't remember what artist it was, but they were talking about like the relationship of tape to paint, and like how important it is to like make that straight line on the canvas, right? Like it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, like a protector to like, you know. 100%, yeah. yeah. You have to use tape a lot of times, yeah. And uh, he was just saying, like, it's so crazy that, like, every painter uses it in such a critical way. And, like, it's not a brush. You know, like, it's not like everyone's, like, always talking about how important the brush is to paint. and like It's all like this painting sort of stuff. negative. It's like negative paint. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just like, it's, it's masking, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's very basic, like... You know, if you talk to someone who's like painting a house, like it's a the way you do everything, right? right. Like it's just yeah. the the way it works. But you know, like in terms of an art tool, you like it's it, it really takes know, skill too. Like it, when I first started, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just use tape and I'll get those straight lines. And then you do it, and you're like, oh no, there's a way to do this. <laughs> like <laughs> it's not just oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's like I had to watch videos of people yeah. like doing taping because it's like. There's a specific art to the taping mm. itself. And some people have made that their whole painting thing is that yeah. they use tape for every line. And mm-hmm. it's incredible looking. Yeah. And well, it's just uh, nuts. For a while, um, I uh, I was doing the spray paint thing because there's like part of it was just like the speed of it. Yeah. Right. Like it like it like it's like, you know, like there wasn't like you didn't have to like clean up the same way you had to do other stuff. Like you could just mm-hmm. be done and walk away for an hour and come back or whatever. Um, but I found like a bunch of things online of like people like, Oh, just, 
you know, paint your figure and then tape over it, and then you can do whatever you want and then rip the tape off. Sure. And you're like, oh, wow, that's a smart thing to do. So I started doing stuff where, like, slowly the entire, I don't even know if I have it anymore, the entire canvas would, like, become covered in tape as I, like, <laughs> yeah. mask off the next part and next right. part. And it's just, yeah. like, in growing. And then when you're yeah. done, you, like, rip off the whole thing and kind of see how it went. Yeah. But um, there's a, a really cool uh, spray paint stencilist named Logan Hicks out of New Logan York. Logan Hicks. Yeah. And um, definitely check out his work. Yeah. Really big, really intricate. And, like, he, he handles his stencils and spray paint in a painterly way. Okay. Like he's never, like he never like, like, like he will like apply like rules of shadow and paint mm-hmm. and all these things within a stencil. And like, Oh it my makes, God. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's crazy. Not, yeah. That like is crazy. He's incredibly talented and like, like walls, you know, like huge pieces of art. And, um, uh, he's, He's on Instagram. His Instagram is like very bare bones, and I really dig it a lot because yeah. it's clearly him. Like it's like yeah, he's it's a fifty-year-old man just like right. on Instagram. Those are my and, favorite ones where they yeah they, where they're not playing the social media game. They're just putting no, whatever. It's, it's like an archive. It, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. like you know, he's secure in his existence as an artist. Like he's not. Yeah. Like I don't. He's think got he's nothing to prove. It. Yeah, but it like he's there. You know, mm-hmm. and um, anyway. Like, I remember, like, it's the whole thing of, like, oh, I just do this. And it's like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> you know, like, like oh, he just tapes this part down and then does this. And that's what that looks like. And, like, right. anyone can do it. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's not the magic of the thing. It's it's the intention. Like, it's not the tool. It's the, the yeah. idea behind the tool. The intention, um, yeah. But that's the tape, man. That's the tape. Yeah, that's the tape yeah. of the tape. As yeah, every once in a while you figure out something cool, but tape it, tape it up. <laughs> uh, man, I I will point out we are at. I, this is the first time I've even looked. We're in an hour and forty minutes. I did. I also noticed a little while ago. Oh man, but, I like. I don't want to take up all your time. I know, well, like, yeah, no, I. Uh, well, we should probably. Well, I don't know. Invite me for part two. That's what we'll do. Is that, do yeah. you do oh, that? Oh, yeah. Do you do, okay. Oh, In yeah. six months, I'll come back. Okay. No, you can do it sooner than that. I, I was know, even, I'm just, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to have both you and Matt come back Yeah. No, at the same time. We it, should debate be... something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should yeah. have a, a structure. And like yeah, a timer sure. will go off and be like, Jeremy. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Yeah, like I would think it'd be fun to do like quizzes and, you know, like lightning round questions and stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, yeah, that would be sweet. Movie trivia and shit like that. Absolutely. Um, I was also thinking of doing a lot, because this can do live broadcast, too. Yeah. I think it would be fun to do a, a live one no, and maybe make sweet. it more of like a game show kind of thing and have people, because you can have the chat live chat going so people can talk on it, whoever's watching, maybe the two or three people who watch. But <laughs> if anybody's made it to an hour and 40 right now, uh, that's impressive. Oof. Actually, it'll probably mom. be my mom. My mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom listens to all of these. And it's just, just like. Her, just her. Hey, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've just kind of like uh, accepted that. <laughs> just yeah. like, like, all right, I'm just going to say whatever. Yeah. And uh, I like, I thought the last one, because I was saying some stuff in the last one. I'm like, oh, yeah, my mom's going to listen to this. And then she messaged me. She's like, oh, that was really good. And I'm like, 
okay, well then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am um, my well, yeah, no, my mom is my strongest supporter, which I appreciate and mm-hmm. and cherish. Um, but uh, I once tried to do a Patreon thing. Yeah, and uh, I still have I still have some ideas about Patreon, but I don't know I don't know how it would work. Anyway. Um, but I like set it up the way you're supposed to set it up and I didn't right. fully understand what was happening. And like, I immediately got like a hit and it was my mom and it was like the hundred dollars a month. <laughs> and I was like, mom, like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, Stop. <laughs> like <laughs> so supportive. <laughs> it's like, mom, you just signed up for a thing. It's going to charge you a hundred dollars a month. And she's like, a month. What are you talking about? Like, I just wanted to do the one thing. <laughs> Just like don't do it, <laughs> just give me cash. <laughs> just give me cash awesome. every I, month. I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Don't give these people your money. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but she did think it was a one-time installment. Like oh, yeah. she just thought it was like a one. Like I'll throw a hundred in the bucket here. But, right? Yeah. Uh, I do have one question that I've asked everybody else. Okay. So I might nice. as well ask it, even though it's at the hour and 42, 43 yeah. minutes. <laughs> but uh, if if you could meet your younger self, mm-hmm. what would they say to you, seeing you as you are now? Uh, what would my... Oh, my God. Um... That's why I asked this one. It's a little no, trickier than just what yeah, would you no, say that's to fair. yourself. I, I, I think my younger self would be surprised that, like, I'm still into the things that I was into. Oh, yeah. Like, like uh, I, I really had a lot of formative years in my mother's basement in terms of, like, figuring out, which is not a, it's, it's a hard thing to get to where you figure out that, like, I want to make stuff like that. Right. You know, like, that's that's a hard, like, leap to get into. And I always did think of it, like, in a commercial sense. Like, when I signed up for the film program, like, my plan was to become a cog in that machine. Like, that was just mm-hmm. it. And I never really thought that I would have, like, a super big amount of creative control in it. Like, right. I just thought, like, that's a job I can do and be a part of. You know, like, like for I can sure. believe in that mission and participate. Um, so I think I think young Jeremy would be surprised that um, that that's a thing. You know, yeah. just like, like, oh wow, like you're still, still like, doing that thing, hey? still, still just still doing the voice, huh? Again, like still, <laughs> still doing the voice, huh? Yeah, so that hasn't, you know, that hasn't changed. Um, and then, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm still like really bad at completing stuff. That's that's my Achilles heel. Um, I'm hoping, like, I'm, I'm hope. Well, I was like pack plans into things and then when it doesn't happen it's like it didn't happen you know like right. that's the the whole but um i yeah i am going to be afforded a lot more time for my creative existence here so i'm hoping to grab onto that and like pull as hard as i can because i feel like this is sort of you know i've made some career moves to like have a, a go at it and i don't sure. want to like yeah you know squander it but um yeah no i think young jeremy's just like really that Still, <laughs> still, we never got past that. Like that's the thing that's still where we're go- we're doing, you know. And like a part of that is like the still photography thing, because like 
when I was in high school, like that was a hobby, you know, like that was like, and like, I got to take a few classes. So it was like for school and like that justified me having the equipment and like being annoying to my friends and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, (laughs) you know, like, it's just like, like, oh yeah, like you're not into this, you know, like, (laughs) like, why aren't you doing VR world? With all the skills you because like, you it know makes how to do me all dizzy. <laughs> that's, that's why I don't do any VR yeah, because I get dizzy. Vomit. Yeah, exactly. Man, this has been awesome. Yeah, uh, I did not expect it to go this long, but yeah. I am so glad it did because my favorite podcasts are the ones that go long. Oh, <laughs> like when go. I listen to podcasts, I love the ones that go long because then you really get into stuff. You can really yeah. get to the point where you want to get to really and, figure out how to make people vomit. And, yeah, uh, exactly. And explore different things. So this is great. Like, I don't know how Joe Rogan does three hours every time, but it's, uh, yeah. maybe someday I'll get there, but I, motherfucker, that's a job. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually kind of where I want to go. And, uh, you know, in this podcasting space, I find it's like, it's already a thing that's pretty niche. Even yeah. though it's becoming more common, it's still like, if you're going to listen to a podcast, you're going to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I listen to uh, Pete Holmes podcast and I love how he does it. And I'm like, I'm looking for the episodes that are three hours long. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, give me the long ones. I want to hear what you guys get into because obviously it was good enough to go that long. I avoid the ones that are like, Oh man, that was <laughs> too short. Or it was like mm. Mm, they ended it early because maybe it wasn't going that well, you know, or something yeah. like that. Not that it, all of the short ones are bad. It's just that I just like the long ones because it's like you yeah. can really set into it. And especially at work, you just drift off into conversation <laughs> that you're not involved in. <laughs> well, but now you are. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should have like a sign off thing where it's like, uh, okay. I don't know how we yeah, how, may, how to maybe end we have one. <laughs> Maybe Is I should it? have one here. And that's and that's the way the news goes. <laughs> that is so, maybe I that's, maybe I should just force the force the guest to come up with one every time <laughs> and it's just always bad. <laughs> so that's perfect. Here, let's, yeah, let's just 